Welcome to another episode of an Extra Dose podcast. We are Alexis and Samantha Bell of adoubledose.com, which is our blog, and we are on Instagram at alexis.bellbell and at Samantha Bell and we are so excited for today's episode. Today on the show, we have Sally of the Tahini Goddess, and she is incredible. She is so talented in the kitchen. And beautiful. Yeah, she's stunning. She's Israeli, which if you guys didn't know, we have a lot of family in Israel, and we have, so we have that in our blood, and we just, it's a beautiful country, but not only that, she is so talented. Like I said, she has an amazing food product, Tahini, and halva, which you can use so many different ways. She shares in the episode all the ways that you can use it, tons of health benefits, tons of plant-based protein. Her product is so unique compared to a lot of the products that we have in the United States, but also just the other tahini products out there if you've never tried it before. It's incredible. And she is so fit, so stunning. And so you guys will draw inspiration from her and her lifestyle. She also has an Instagram account which she shares on at the end of the episode where she shares a ton of recipes. She has a blog, but her food products are top-notch. We use them on our salads. We use them in baking. We use them on our vegetables. You guys, if you guys love plant-based or even if you don't eat plant-based, you will love the Tahini Goddess products and you will love hearing her story on our episode. So stay tuned for the episode. We would love for you guys to try her products. Let us know what you think. We've shared them on our Instagram account lots of times so we know you guys will truly love them and stay tuned here with sally and we're so excited to have her on our show we know that you're from israel and we love that because we have so much we have a lot of family there and <laughs> we wanted to know if you could share with everybody obviously you want to hear your story and everything but when did you move to the u.s and what made you make your move to the united states um, so really I fell in love with the U S after, um, the army. Cause I had a big, big trip. I did coast to coast. Um, it was a really cool trip from New York city, all the way driving to California, stopping in each and every place on the way. And that was like such a beautiful experience. I always had a dream to move here and to go to the university here, but I was like, you know, it's just like dreams. It's not going to happen. I went back to Israel, but then um, when I started the university in Israel and while I was studying, I started dating my husband, which I uh, met really for the first time when I was 12 because he is my best friend, uh, big brother. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's like a funny story. So I've known him since I was 12, but we really started dating, you know, in my 20s, in my early 20s. And um, his business was always overseas. And um, that was just, you know, a part of the, <laughs> a part of the relationship was always traveling. And it was a lot of fun before we had kids. But once we decided to get married and we knew that kids are going to come pretty fast, um, we wanted to be more settled down. We knew it's not going to be that easy to, you know, travel back and forth, U.S., Israel. So uh, we moved to Miami and um, we're, we're really loving it. But both my kids were born in Miami. So it's such a special, you know, place for me. I 
obviously, you know, anyone know what it is to be, you know, uh, born in a country and feel, you know, this is home. So the same way I feel for Israel, but it's even more powerful what I feel to the place that I had my own kids, which is, you know, the <laughs> probably the best experience of my life. So, um, so yeah, that's why we moved and we're, I'm in Miami almost for 12 years. Time flies. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. It's an amazing story. And I'm sure you, I mean, obviously we were born here, but our parents weren't. And I'm sure they, people like you probably appreciate it so much more than, you know, we're just like, Oh, you know, we were born here. So it's normal, but I mean, they're both beautiful countries. Israel is, is stunning. And yeah. I, I always say anyone hasn't been there should definitely go because, I think I appreciate it more as an adult. Uh, when I was a kid going there, I, I mean, I didn't really appreciate it as much. And now I'm like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. The food is amazing, which we're going to get into in a second. And you guys have so much to offer. So definitely recommend anyone that's been there. But we want to hear more so about your much. story. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I love hearing these kind of stories. So, so if you could just share, tell us more about your businesses and tell us more about how you got started with my Sexy Veggies and the Tahini Goddess. We, we're major fans, but we want everyone to hear the story as well. So um, My Sexy Veggies really was how I started. And it was something that was like cooking in me for years since I had my firstborn, Ethan. He is now 10 and a half. But uh, when he was born, as, and as I shared with you guys, now all my family is in Israel. So I'm pretty much alone in Miami my mom, my grandma, my sister, you know, everyone is there. And I, I had to, to step into the kitchen and teach myself how to cook, you know, obviously, because you're starting a family and you, you know, food is such a big part of my culture, especially homemade food. And I'm not going to lie, before I had Ethan living in Miami, very convenient, you know, eating three times a day out, Honestly, putting a cereal in a bowl with milk, I would be so proud of myself. I would consider it as cooking a meal. <laughs> and, you know, I was never one of those that sat with her mom on the countertop and cooked. Never. My daughter is obsessive. Whenever you ask her, what do you want to do in the afternoon? Let's bake together. I was never one of those growing up. Food, I discovered my passion to the kitchen and food through my my Ethan, text to, thanks to him, because he was, still is such a picky eater. And he's picky with smells, with texture, with color, you name it. And it, it was a struggle. It almost two years that I had to teach myself and taught myself and be creative. And he wouldn't touch a thing for two years. Um, books, pediatrician, you name it. I tried it all. And I never gave up. I, I was on a mission. This boy will eat vegetables. This boy will ditch the milk and eat real food. And, and really, it, it's amazing. Now he's starting every meal with like chopped Israeli salad. And, you know, he eats much, much healthier. We're keeping improving, not just by the food choices, but also, you know, as a picky eater to mix different texture, to mix different types of food, trying, smelling it, touching it. And, you know, as a new mom, I had so many moms around me asking for my recipes, asking for my tips. Um, 
while the Mediterranean um, lifestyle and Mediterranean diet and food really took off the past few years and became modern and trendy for me, that was always my life. That wasn't a trend. That wasn't like something new. That's how I grew up. That's what I ate all my life. So after so, you know, I had so many amazing moms around me. If it's mom from school, moms from my gym, you know, from my neighborhood, share, share this recipe, share your trick. How is it possible? Like I saw Ethan is eating cucumbers at the park. How did you do that? And I was always so scared to put myself out there because, you know, it's scary. It's different when you talk to a friend versus putting yourself on social media, you know, but I always loved the camera. So I said, okay, you know, I have, I have tips to share. I do love the camera. I just have to get out of my comfort zone and, and do it and hope that, that people will like it. <laughs> and um, it was, I, I built such a beautiful community through my sexy veggies. Um, all my vegetable lovers and all the people that didn't like vegetables, but want to learn how to make them, you know, in a more enjoyable way and in a delicious way. And that's really the reason why the name was My Sexy Veggies, because my goal was to encourage people to eat vegetables, to encourage them to step into the kitchen, even if they never had anything to do with the kitchen, because I came from the same background, you know, I never had a kitchen experience. And um, every single week we had on the block what we call Tahini Thursday, which I, from day one, shared that that's my go-to as uh, gluten-free, vegan, without any substitute, um, low-carb, full of fatty acid, and most delicious um, salad dressing. Because, you know, and I mean, in Israel, we really, we drink tahini. <laughs> so I, and when I had tahini Thursday on the, um, everyone was shocked. No one even knew what tahini was. Everyone had such a fun time listening to me saying tahini because they had no idea what I'm talking about. And it was such a huge privilege for me, you know, to, to work with an ingredient that no one knows in our day. It, it almost, you know, impossible to find something that we don't know. We have so many, you know, sources. We're exposed to really everything. And um, slowly, slowly, everyone started saying, can you just bottle this dressing up that you're making and like send it? Or I found the tahini at the store, but the taste is terrible and it's really chunky in the bottom. Can you bring a good one from Israel? And I started getting so many messages like this. The tahini, I always say everything was my followers' ideas. I just listened. I, I was just there to, to listen, to inspire and get inspired right back. And I, that summer, back then, I went back to Israel like always. I always go to visit in the summer. I take my kids and we visit our family. And I said to myself, you know what? I, maybe I should start making my own tahini. My family were looking at me like, tahini? Because 
in Israel, you know, this is like ketchup or peanut butter. This is our tahini. It's, it's, it's like, I remember, you know, when I go to um, friends that are American in the pantry, you will always see peanut butter, always. Peanut butter, it's not something that I grew up with. I, I discovered peanut butter way, way later in my life. And for me, my peanut butter was the tahini because since, uh, since I was a baby, my mom used to make smoothies with that. And then she used it as a spread on, we call it like brain food for kids because it's such a, an amazing superfood. So my parents were really, they gave me a look. They were like, you sure tahini? Because it's just like, you're not making some, this is something, you know, everyone knows what tahini is. And I'm like, you know what? No one knows really what tahini is in, in the U.S. And there is, I couldn't find a good quality tahini. And that's how my journey started when I decided to really learn from scratch how you make tahini. What's the difference between the sesame seeds? How, what's the difference in between process of different tahinis? And really that's how the tahini goddess was uh, born. And it was, you know, uh, it took me almost a year of researching and working really hard before I really actually had a sample product in my hand. But, you know, it was a magical journey. And, um, and I'm so happy that, you know, I um, had the privilege to, to do that, to expose people to tahini and chalva. And whoever doesn't know what chalva is, it's a it's the same as tahini. It's made out of sesame seed, but it's a sweet version of it. And it's, a, in a, it's not that liquidy. It's more in, of a cookie dough texture. So good. That's so yeah. good to you. Highly recommend mm-hmm. both. Highly recommend all of your products, but... <laughs> Thank you so much. We drink them. But I know we were growing up. I mean, we, like I said, we have family in Israel and I, we knew what tahini was, but I know a lot of people, they'll eat hummus a lot. They're like, they don't even know that tahini's in hummus. And I'm like, that's like one of the main ingredients in the hummus. But people, like you say here, don't really know. They put it like on some wraps. I've seen it now. Like Taylor will get some wraps that have tahini. But I think before that, like example, he'd be like, what is that? Like people, I don't feel like it's becoming more common, but I feel like probably a couple of years ago, I feel like people had, like you were saying, people had no idea what that was. So um, it's crazy. Yes. How- and, and it's funny you say that because a lot of people thought tahini is hummus. And I yeah. have to say two things about that, that I think your audience would love to hear. One, people were asking me in the beginning, so why do you always use the tahini? Why you don't use the hummus? Well, I love the combination of um, fatty acid and fiber and uh, and low carbs especially when we're talking about vegetables who wants a dressing full of carbs and that's the beauty of the tahini the tahini is high in fat and plant-based protein but there's no carbs in sesame seeds there there are a lot of carbs in chickpeas which are amazing carbs and are great for us but then i would always recommend people eat your hummus that's that's your food we have, you know, in Israel, we make out of the hummus, like a hummus plate with vegetables on top of it. But the hummus is more, you know, the, the consistent, it's heavier, it's thicker. That's going to be uh, a main by its own. And then people were loving the ideas because they, they didn't understand that the tahini can, you can dilute it with water and lemon, get yourself a huge bottle full of dressing that is really low in carb and high in good fat. 
And um, another thing, I really encourage you guys to go into the grocery store. There is oh, now, could you remember when there was no even hummus in the US? Now, not that we have hummus, we have a huge fridge dedicated <laughs> for <laughs> hummus only. And it's literally made from any vegetables you can dream of. But when you take the hummus and you read the ingredients, it will have chickpeas and oil. Um, of course, you want to look for the one with olive oil or avocado oil. You want to stay away from uh, canola and palm because they're very inflammatory. But um, a lot of people would buy the hummus. Let's say it has chickpeas and olive oil and they text me, Sally, oh my God, hummus gets me so bloated. How do you eat it? That's that because you're Israeli, you used to eat hummus. And I'm like, no. Because the Mediterranean diet, that's what it's all about. Fatty acids and fiber. And the reason the tahini is inside the hummus, not just it will give you the best flavor, tahini is also anti-inflammatory. And it will help you digest all those beautiful vegetables, even if it's beans or greens or legumes, it doesn't matter. It will really help you digest the food because if you think about it, you know, it's kind of like when you think about a bicycle, and you oil the chain, it's just like our digestive system. If you guys take away the good oils from your digestive system, the food will get stuck and then it sits on your gut and, you, and it causes bloating. So don't be afraid of good fat. So many people are afraid of good fat, like tahini, avocado, olive oil. Your body is so smart, you will use it the right way. Yeah, That's such a good point. And I... We're big proponents on gut health and all that kind of stuff. Obviously we're plant-based too. So we love all those tips. And I know our audience will love all those tips that you're sharing about. I didn't even know about, about the tahini that including in the hummus, but I knew I didn't think about putting in the hummus that it would help because people always ask us, don't you get so bloated from eating so many vegetables and fruit all day? I mean, yeah, we get bloated like everyone else. I mean, I have days that I'm really bloated, but that's such a good reminder about the tahini. I mean, I was going to ask you in a little bit about, um, the benefits of it, because although it tastes amazing, I wanted people to know all the great benefits that it has um, as well. So I guess you could share that too, um, since we're on the topic, I don't want to jump around, but if you guys share, I know you just said it's anti-inflammatory and it's a great, you know, fatty acid. Are there any other health benefits besides those or did you already cover? Yes, there, there is, there is so many health benefits of tahini because sesame seeds are really rich in minerals and vitamins. So it really, um, overall eating it, you know, um, in your diet, like I don't want to say diet for a diet, eating it in, on a weekly base, a daily base, skin, nails, hair, it's, it's magical. There's so many different benefits. But the question is, do we actually get the benefits when we're eating it? Because there is so many different types of food that we see on the containers, right? On the labels. Um, so, so many, um, um, they're pointing out so many benefits, right? Mm-hmm. In every product today. And for me, a big, the biggest part of making my own tahini and the reason I, that was the old moment for me that I was like, oh yes, we need tahini. I need to make it. And it was simply because I, I, I was witnessing that all the manufacturers in Israel and other Middle Eastern countries 
they are roasting the sesame on a very high temperature. And if I want to make it more simple for the audience, because they're not probably coming from the food industry, let's say we're taking broccoli right now and we are steaming it for two, three minutes and then blanching it in ice cold water. Beautiful. We got all the benefits from it. We get the vitamins, the minerals and the fiber. Let's say we don't like the broccoli al dente and steam. We want it burnt and crunchy in the oven. That's really personally how I love it then great, but I know that I'm getting fiber out of it. Really, there's no vitamins and minerals left the way, you know, if I chose to, to prepare it like that. Um, the most important thing for me was that I want people to eat the tahini and feel those benefits. And um, I realized that the only way to make it is the old-fashioned way. And what, which means in, in our factory, we're roasting the sesame on a very, very low temperature. And listen, guys, it's from a business point of view. Is it beneficial? Of course not. It's much beneficial for me to take the sesame, put it in a modern machine, um, roast it on high heat because it's going to be ready in one minute, grind it in, a, you know, a, in an industrial grinder and have a sesame paste. But that sesame paste will include the peels. There's no more benefits left from these beautiful uh, sesame seeds. And um, it's going to be much harder to digest because it's with the skin of the sesame. So what I did in the tahini goddess, first of all, we're roasting on a very low temperature to keep the benefits, all the minerals, vitamins, and anti-inflammatory purposes. We remove the sesame skin completely. That's why if you take the tahini goddess, I'm sure you girls had tahini before and you saw it's very chunky in the bottom and pasty, like almost like cement. Those are, this is really the skin of the sesame. This is the sesame seed with the skin on it. Now think almonds. Nutritionists would tell you it's great to eat nuts, but some nuts you cannot eat the peel at all. And some of them it's recommended to eat four or five almonds with the peel. More than that, it's not healthy. And it's with most nuts and seed, it's like that because the skin is so much harder to digest. And what's the point? I wanted to create a dressing that helps people digest the food so fast and in easy way. Um, so, um, and lastly, and most important, we use the uh, millstone ground machine which is made uh, from Middle Eastern stones, real Middle Eastern stones. And that's the only way, it's kind of like almost handmade. That's the only way we grind the sesame seed. And I, I think you can really feel it in the texture and the taste. And, um, and it was important for me to use glass container, obviously, but you know, that, that's, uh, <laughs> that was my choice. Um, I, I believe yeah. that, healthy food should be packed in, in glass. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think all those points are such um, valid points of you versus a competitor, because there are ones like I've seen, it's not common to find a lot of tahinis here, but there are some of the grocery store, like you were saying earlier, and there's definitely a difference. I mean, I've had a million bottles of tahini, the tahini goddess, tahini bottles. And there's definitely, for those of you guys listening, there's a huge difference. First of all, she has so many great flavors and she has all the <laughs> tahini, but 
they're so good. They're so easy to uh, make into salad dressings or as a garnish or something like that. They're so good or to incorporate into different things, but their taste is so different and your digestion is so much uh, different. It works so much differently. And we've than- noticed, I mean, I noticed that what you were saying about the bottom being thick on the bottom, like some of the other ones that we've tried. I think even some of the ones that our aunt lives in Israel and she was actually texting us, oh, do you want anything, you know, from there? But I remember trying the tahini, um, some of the ones we've even gotten here in the U.S. and that has that bottom where you're tying It's kind of like for those guys listening, if you've had almond butter or you've had any of those and it gets it, so it, By the way, it's the same with almond yeah. butter and peanut butter. Yeah. I was shocked. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. an it's an industry and we have to understand, listen, of course, it's it's money, like always. That's, you know, it's a money maker. If I would if I would include the skin in my in my tahini, you know, I will I will triple the quantities, you know, and but that wasn't my intention. My intention was to come with really a product that that we don't have and, and the necessity for it that for people were were asking that you know what's made it so special and by the way, when you mentioned the flavors, every single Thursday, I used to make a different flavor out of it because, again, this is how I grew up. One day, my mom would make green tahini. One day, she would make a pink one. Like, the sky is the limit. It's so versatile. You can do so many things. I bake with it. I use it as my flour. I use it as my protein shake. And... Um, Again, all my followers used to say, can you also make the flavors already and put it in a jar and send it to us? And I'm like, they're like, no one wants to do that. Who wants to, you know, chop all those green herbs and mix them with the tahini? And I'm like, I am, I'm with you. Who wants to do that? (laughs) And, you know, that's how the pesto tahini was born. I was like, let's already mix it with basil and pine nuts. And so it's ready for us to use. And and my biggest passion is to continue to create flavors because I feel like that's how we're never going to get bored with our salad. Sa- a boring salad, it's not something that's existing in my house. So I want everyone, you know, to enjoy it. Um, so what is your favorite flavor? <laughs> I'm going to ask you the same, but um, I, what I love the I, pasta one. Yeah, the pasta one's good. I'm trying to think of the other one. Mm. I like, there's one that's spicy. I forget what the title Isn't is. there a Caesar one? Yeah, the Caesar yeah. one. I like all the ones that have all the green spices in it. There's, isn't there a spicy one? There's a, I forget what the There is a is. spicy one, tzatziki one. Um, okay. Yeah, I like all there's that one that I don't like. I mean, even the plane is great, but yeah. I think if you guys love, you know, if you're looking, trying to want to try them, I mean, all of them are great, but if you're someone that likes more spice or flavor, I mean, all of them are amazing. I don't, I heard a say, which I know the pesto one we've eaten, but I, I love all of them. Like, yeah, they're so good. we eat them so quickly. <laughs> great. Um, I was going to ask you, what's your favorite? I know it's yours. So it's, you probably love all of them, but what's so I have to be honest, I have a major sweet tooth. My number one is the halva, always was. I, I, I am obsessed with, you know, the halva. But from the tahini, if, I, if my, my probably top three is the za'atar. For people who doesn't know, za'atar is a Middle Eastern spice that has so many beautiful health benefits, but I love the flavor of it. And the za'atar tahini is so delicious. The Caesar and... Um, I love the peanut butter tahini because I'm such a peanut butter fan, but the peanut butter tahini, what we did over there, we cut, you know, the, the peanuts almost in 70%. We put mostly sesame seeds 
um, a little bit of raw peanuts and a hint of date. So it's kind of like the perfect peanut butter for me because it's, it, it has more benefits. It's lower in carb because we cut off the peanuts and it gives you the sweetness of the date. It's so good. Um, yeah, totally but really, all of you know, too. any, <laughs> you, you, maybe they should start with the whole sesame if they never tried tahini before, just to, to, um, to, um, to, to, um, sorry for the word flew out mm-hmm. of my mouth, just to kind of like, you know, have a fresh start mm-hmm. with like, what yeah. is really, what is the sesame seed taste like? Yeah. So why, I know you said salad dressings. What are your other favorite ways? I know you mentioned baking. Do you have like a certain, like, do you follow a certain routine every day where you use it? I'm sure you use it in everything that you eat, but what's like a typical, like, what is your, I guess, what's your favorite thing to make with it? And how do you think you use it the most? So I, really how my, my most use would be that every single, either Sunday night or Monday, I will make a huge jar of tahini, one of the flavors already diluted with lemon and um, water. And I have an exact recipe on the website. And I also make my five minutes lazy hummus. And I keep those jars the entire week in my fridge because for me, I am a vegetable lover by nature. I always have my vegetables, you know, sliced and washed in the fridge. And I always have bags of my favorite salads, but I'll never use the dressing. So for me, it's so easy, you know, to assemble a meal if I have my dressing or spread, because whether if I'm making like a hummus sandwich or a sandwich and a salad, then it's there for me. And, you know, that's the, what really is going to make my meal from boring to delicious. If I have a lot of creamy dressing on top of my vegetables, I'm, I'm the happiest. Um, but I do use it a lot for baking. I love using tahini instead of flour. Um, so what I do, I make the tahini bread almost every week. I love making, um, the tahini peanut butter cup because that's also a great way to have, uh, you know, something sweet, um, in the freezer that takes two minutes. All my recipes are around five ingredients, five minute prep and one mixing bowl. There's no food processor involved, no steps, no separation, no exact measurement, fun kitchen. That's why I used to call it sexy. I'm like, you can dress, you can dress up with whatever you want and go to the kitchen, make my recipe. And I swear it's going to be easy and mess free. <laughs> yeah. We love all the ideas. I've never actually baked. With, have you have, I have, I've made yeah. something with it before, but that's a good tip for everyone listening because there's, it's so, um, you can do so many different things with it. And it's a good way to start it because I think I know people be like, well, what else do I do with it besides a salad dressing? But it's so versatile and a good way to- Yes, and, and think about it. What type of salad dressing you can dilute and get triple the amount and it's getting creamier, you know? There's no such a thing. Like you can get um, ranch at the grocery store and I always tell people, yeah, I don't look at the calories because that's not about the calories. It's where the calories are coming from. And even if you eat a 70 calorie salad dressing compared to a 200 calorie salad dressing, I guarantee you if the 200 calories one was from good ingredients in a good combination, your body will use it and burn so much more fat and calories through the day 
versus you giving chemicals or ingredients that are so substitute and diluted, you know, all those light or fat-free um, ingredients, they're terrible because what it tells to your body, to your brain, it's like, you know, hold on it because we're not getting good fat. We're not getting good ingredients. You know, the body is so, so smart people. And that was one of the, um, you know, messages that I started getting two years ago when, they, when people started using the tahini, they used to message me, oh my God, I am eating the tahini and I'm not gaining weight. How is it possible? I'm even losing weight. How is it possible? The calories, the calories. And I'm like, you know that in Israel, I eat tahini from the jar and there's no even labels on it. It's like, you know, it's a street food. You don't even know how many calories it has. And, and the reason is because you just simply know this is good for me. You look at the ingredients. You don't look at the calories. It's, it's I am not, you know, about calories because I really think people should educate themselves not about the calories, about the ingredients, where the calories are coming from. Because um, it's not the same if you're going to eat um, 100 calorie an apple or you're going to eat 100 calorie of cheese puffs in a, in a bag. You can compare them, even though it's the same, you know, and that's why I was so happy when, you know, people, because it's, it's different. We in the, the, the U.S., you know, you, I see it on my kids. The culture is different. You grow up different. And very, the food is one of the major things that is so, so different. And, um, and I, I'm so happy when, whenever I hear, you know, anyone that say to me, I'm not, I don't have fear anymore from the calories. I don't have fear anymore from good food because really I have no idea how much calories you have in an avocado. I probably eat avocado every single day. It's my favorite. But some people would text me, you know, over social media every single day. Aren't you afraid eating avocado every day? Are you eating the entire thing? Are you eating it every single day? And I'm like, Yes, it's, it's great. You know, it's good for you. If you don't have any issues, you feel good, eat it, go for it, <laughs> you know? And, um, and really in Israel, the culture of reading labels and ingredients and calories, it's, it's very different. So um, that's such a big part of it that makes me so happy. Um, I, I think people should listen to their body and, you know, educate themselves about the ingredients. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more on that. And I obviously we grew up here, so we've, you know, we've been immersed in that kind of culture, but I do will say when we visited, I mean, people, it's just a different lifestyle. People, you want to eat your, the whole Mediterranean diet is a lot of fruits and vegetables and the healthy fats. And I feel like here it's, you know, it's like people are trying to learn more. I wasn't looking more at the ingredients. Like you were saying I, now that's what we do. I've been like this for a long time now, but in college, it was more like, okay, this is the 100 calorie protein bar, like this is the 100 calorie pack of like yeah. cookies or whatever it was. And they're not good ingredients. They're not good for you. You're even hungrier. You're not full from it. And you're hungrier. Your body's not using those calories in the right way. But I know people do that. With it's, the fruit so, it's so it's yeah. so true. It's so so true. And listen, we're humans. And it's um, when I moved here for the first time, and I went to the grocery store for the first I was shocked because fat-free, I didn't know what that means, you know? 
I, I was like, what does that mean, fat-free? I really didn't know. It's, it's, it's completely different. And I'm not saying this is better over another. No, it's just different. There is amazing things here that we don't have in Israel, amazing thing in Israel that we don't have here. But because I grew up in that Mediterranean culture and lifestyle, you know, it was really shocking to me. And in the beginning, I'm not going to lie to you. I tried myself. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. They have everything here with lower calories. It's probably better. You know, so I started buying, you know, fat free and low fat and low calories and light, light, light. Everything was light, light, light. I didn't, that was a whole new, you know, when I saw the first time the aisle with the salad dressing in the grocery store, it blew my mind. I never even knew there is such a thing, an aisle dedicated for salad dressing. Because in Israel, salad dressing is oil, lemon, or tahini. You know, and that's in almost in every single restaurant, probably you girls remember, you're going to have in the middle of the table oil, olive oil and, and lemon. And a lot of the restaurants right now also put like a really um, cute, um, like herbs, like either parsley or cilantro, like bouquet of it in the middle of the table. So you can also cut your fresh green herbs to give more flavor. But for me, it was shocking, you know, and um, what is the point of eating a beautiful bowl of salad if you are putting on it, you know, a, a dressing full of sugar or full of fake ingredients, you know, or mayo or something like that? So, um, so yeah, just by changing the tahini from a different dressing, so many of my um, followers were texting me, I feel amazing, I feel different my body looked different and, and, and it's not about the calories. You were right. And, and that was, that, you know, that was the goal, really. That was my goal. It was, it was never around the tahini. It was around the vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we love that. And I, I, I think that salads are where people, I have a lot of people messaging me like, oh, what do you put on your salad? Because I eat a ton of salads. And I think they're always, they don't know what to do because I think they know the dressings some of them know that it's not the best to use. Like if they look at the ingredients, like, okay, it's probably not the best one to use, but they probably don't really know about tahini and how much flavor it really, it's so like, I mean, I could, I could, you know, literally eat the whole bottle in a jar. It's so good. But like you say, <laughs> it's, it's, it has so many great things in it. And then people are the same way with like fruits and stuff. They're like, when I show how much fruit I eat, they're like, isn't that like a lot of sugar? Like, isn't that a lot of calories? I'm like, yeah, but like your body, it's just like what you say with the tahini your body's using those in such a great way. It's not like eating like empty calories. So I think to your point about everything that, I mean, I think it's going to be mindful of what kind of stuff you're putting in your body. It doesn't even matter what, what calories they are, because if, if your body can use it naturally, I think that's the best. Way. And for, for other girls or boys here, like us that loves plant-based diet, um, because people would always ask me, where is your protein? What is your protein? And that's another thing that we don't have in Israel. In Israel, you don't look at your plate like you must have protein. You must have that. Because protein isn't everywhere, right? It doesn't have to come from a piece of chicken or a piece of fish. And if you guys love animal protein, please go for it. It's just my personal preference. I, I am not a big fan. I don't like to eat it. And tahini dressing has so much plant-based protein inside of it and it is plant-based protein that combined with the fatty acid the fatty acid stays longer you know 
they keep you satisfied for a longer time. So don't always look for that piece of protein. Try, get out of your comfort zone, use a different dressing, you know, see how you feel. Maybe that I always say to my audience and my clients, for me, it's the fatty acids that keeps me full. I can eat a whole fish for lunch and I'm going to be start starving after 10 minutes. And sometimes when I eat a huge salad with half avocado and a lot of tahini dressing and, you know, legumes inside, and it keeps me satisfied for hours. So it, it's actually one of the best, like, fun fact that tahini has more um, protein than milk, um, which is amazing. I never knew that until I, you know, got so much into that, you know, plant-based sourcing. And it's amazing because really there's everything I, we need come from nature, just as is without substitutes. We just need to use it. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And people like you're saying with the calories too. I mean, I don't think it matters. We eat, we snack all day, but I think it's also important. People are always like, how do you stay full with being plant-based? I'm like, you have to include like the healthy fats, the legumes. And I mean, you can't stay full from just eating fruit alone. We all know that you burn through that so fast, so quickly. I'll, I'll eat that for breakfast and be hungry an hour later. So <clears throat> I think that's a great way to include, you know, all those kind of the protein too, because we get asked that so much. So I'm sure that's <laughs> yes. you ask, it's like one of the other one questions. And I'm like, it's not, it's just different in other countries. And I think here, I'm not saying you don't need it, but I think people are so, they have read it so all over. I mean, I used to believe it too, that you need it you know, you need it to have muscles and you need to have it for everything, but it's in so much of our foods like even vegetables and stuff. So that's a great tip about having, having so much concentrated. Exactly. I, I think it's, it's mind over matter more than anything here is psychology plays such a big role here because people are used to have pro something that they define as protein in their plate. And really it's for me, at least if I compare the years of years that I used to eat chicken and meat, I really wasn't, I never felt fuller. I felt slower, less energized. Um, that's what I felt. And maybe people will translate it, oh, I'm full, I can't move. No, that's not what you're supposed to feel from your food. You're supposed to feel like, oh my God, I'm, I'm fueled up. That food gave me energy and it was delicious and I'm ready to go. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's a matter of trying and listening to your body. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. So I want to shift gears and kind of um, have a few more questions before we wrap up um, more like on the entrepreneurial business side, what does like a typical day look for you? I know a lot of people are always curious, you know, on entrepreneurs, like what I'm sure your day is always changing because you have a couple businesses, but was like a typical day. I mean, I'm sure you work out, you're super fit and <laughs> Kyle, I wish you guys could see what she's on the video. And so share. Look who's stalking every morning when I see your feet. I'm like, oh, those beautiful yeah. girls, that oh, style, no, that chic. I, oh my God. You guys made my day every day. Um, oh, it's like you said, not really. There's no day look like other, especially because not only entrepreneur and blogger life, it's also mom life. And, uh, you know, I'm still a full-time mom, even though I do, I, I have help. And, you know, my husband is amazing and very involved. And if he wouldn't give me all the support, I wouldn't be able to, you know, 
do all of that. But I did wait to start something until the kids were a little older. I, I started when my little one, Ariel, my daughter was five and now she's eight. So that's like a much better, like eight and 10. It's they're independent. I have way more time to work. Um, a typical day will always include some type of movement. Like you said, I always have, you know, at least one or two meetings a day. Um, some of them in person, some of them in zoom. My warehouse is here in Miami. That's a big part of my, of my, my week. I am not there every single day, but I'm there very often. And, um, and yes, and you know, the, the kitchen is a big part of my office. I'm always, you can always find me making something new, making fun, dancing, singing, you know, uh, showing you all my, <laughs> everything that I eat and cook on the camera, on Instagram. I try to, you know, um, say hi every day. And, um, and really my kids, that's, you know, the second half of the, the day where I'm a full-time mom of homework and driving them around and after school activities. Some days I don't get to be there and it's hard because I'm used to be so hands-on and it's something that I had to learn as a, you know, independent businesswoman because it's not the same when you go to an office or when you have your own business, it's never, it's, it's nonstop and the day is never over, especially when I work with Israel and there are seven hours uh, behind and when I work with California and there are three days ahead, sometimes my day starts at like 4.30 a.m. and ends at, at 10 p.m., you know, with the last meeting with California. So it's challenging, but I, I feel so lucky to do something that I love that, um, that I really don't mind the hustle, you know, and, and yes, some days are harder than other, but I'm very, very thankful that I get to do something I'm so passionate about. Yeah, I was going to ask you just now, it's so funny, right my mind, but what the hardest part was, I think you kind of answered it though, what the hardest part, but I mean, you know, I know, you know, we know the entrepreneur life and it doesn't turn off. And I can imagine, I always tell anyone that I, any of my friends that have kids that do what we do, they're influencers or have their own businesses that I can't imagine having, you know, I can barely do it myself and I don't have any heads <laughs> or dogs. So I just, I mean, I props to anyone like you that has does anything on social media plus has a business it's so much more than you could ever imagine I, I can't imagine that you know all the different things that are going on in your head all the different tasks so <laughs> that's I mean awesome um and what I guess it's gonna say since you already answered the what's the toughest part what would you say something that you wish you would have known before you started um your businesses um something that I wish I would have known. Um, I guess that maybe that, you know, that part, that the hardest part, that part that, you know, before you have your own business. And it's, it's funny for me to say that because I did grow up with a dad that has his own business and my husband is independent and I do know that it's kind of a, a 24-7, but I didn't realize that it really is like that 24-7. It's one of those things that you see it on someone else and you're like, oh, it must be hard, even if it's your dad or your husband. But then you're like, it's not the same as feeling it yourself. 
And literally, I would dream about the, the factory in Tahini at night. And I'll dream about, you know, an email that I haven't finished to, to write. And so it really is, it's more than 24-7. It's, it doesn't really leave you. And, and I had to do a lot of work in the beginning of creating new balance in my life. And I think that's the something that I didn't know when I started the business. And I thought, this is the perfect time to start. My kids are full day in school. Um, you know, my husband is still traveling, but whatever, I have my own routine, I can do that. And, you know, everything will fall into place because I have this amount of hours a day that I can put into it. And that should work out perfectly. And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like that. It wasn't easy to manage the time. It wasn't easy to, man to coordinate between the kids. And the business for the first year, I would hear them say so often, are you working again? Can, can you be with me? You're working all day long. And it was very new to me to even hear them saying stuff like that because I was a homestay mom with each one of them for two years. And it, it really is, you know, it was a struggle for me to, okay, you are still a wife, you're still a mom and, you know, and you're still, and you are a businesswoman now. And, and it, like we say, you cannot find balance. You need to create it. And luckily to me, my husband never had his, social, his own social media. He doesn't, never had any, any of them. So I feel like he really balanced me because I love the camera and I love Instagram. And really I can do, create content all day long. So I feel like, okay, the fact that he is so far away from it, it really gives me a good balance as well. But I really had to, to create a whole new routine, a whole balance to also say to myself, it's okay. You're, you cannot be everywhere at all time and do what you used to do before. You have, you're going to have a new priority list and, and it's okay. And, um, and I think it's important to know, know that even if you have the time and you have the kids and you have help, it doesn't mean that everything will go the way you plan. You're still going to need to adjust and learn a new, um, a new life, you know, a new routine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Those are all good points. And I think, I think what makes life exciting and makes all this stuff worth it and is doing these kind of challenges and putting yourself out there and trying new things. I mean, no one knows, like when you start this business, I mean, and when we started ours, you don't know if it's going to succeed or if it's going to go somewhere is it going to fail? Like no one knows, but I think that's the whole part of life is to challenge yourself and to put yourself in those situations where you kind of have to, you know, struggle a little bit and find a balance and figure out all those. I mean, I'm sure your business was hard to figure out and there's so much to learn. I'm sure even with the manufacturing, the packaging, uh, just, you know, we used to have a food product. So we kind of know a little bit about figuring out the beginning and it's so hard, even the marketing, like you said, you're always, you always show your face on, which I think is so good. I'm, I try to be good about that, but there's some days that I don't. And it's important for people to see you and the whole marketing, but you are the face of the company, but then you have to do all the behind the scenes. So it's so much. And people just kind of <laughs> people don't realize people forget it. They think yeah. that you have this whole team behind you. And it's just like, it's just you. Well, I mean, she does. Do. No, but in the beginning, the beginning yeah. it's like, it's yes. And it's, yes, it's, I, and I, and I've done every part of the company even even if it's packing boxes in the beginning and printing labels and putting them 
I also wanted to learn each and every part and do it myself so I can, you know, learn the entire process. It's so important. But in the end of the day, I have to say what you just said. It's so true for me and for you guys. We express, I express myself through the food and you express yourself through more through fashion and lifestyle. And even though people think, oh, but you're doing it for three years. No, but putting your picture up or sharing a recipe or sharing a new trend or a new outfit, it's, a, it's every time. It's like the first time. It, it doesn't matter you did it a million times. It's not, you know, it's like because every time people can judge you on t- or love that recipe or love that outfit or, you know, or not, which is totally fine. But it is, it's like you said, it's something that you do, you try to do every day and it's every day from the beginning. So that's something, you know, that I, I didn't know, for example, in the beginning, I was like, once I have 200 followers, that's perfect. That means everyone <laughs> loves my recipes, you know, and now I feel like, oh my God, it's, it's not like that. It's every day, even one new follower, you want them to be, to like it. You want them to be intrigued. You want them to be, you know, happier tomorrow. So it is, you know, a day, um, a daily, um, hustle. <laughs> no, it definitely is. But I think that's, it makes it, it makes me love and hate it at the same time. I mean, I love it more than <laughs> but there's always going to be, I mean, it's, it's a job in the day. And so not, not every day is going to be perfect, but I think having these kind of experiences, like getting to meet you and to try, you know, to try new brands and be exposed to all that and connect, I think is what makes this job so rewarding in so many, in so many ways. Um, it's not even about like, it's not even about the numbers. I just love connecting with people. So that's, what's so fun. So we want to wrap up and, um, just share with our audience anything else you just anything else you want to share or and also and or also share where people can find you on Instagram your website that way they can place their orders and everything <laughs> thank you so much I mean we're on Instagram I, I'm trying to do TikTok now look at me um, <laughs> but uh, we're all the I think all the social media you know channels that the Tahini Goddess if you guys are looking for easy, simple recipes, the tahinigoddess.com and um, really any questions, we're trying to be on top of our customer service online and on Instagram, you guys can DM us any questions. Um, we're always here. Perfect. I mean, we're definitely, I've checked out your website, but I want to make some of the stuff that you're mentioning. So I'll be definitely yeah, doing that I'll later. Go back on there and I know our mom, I mean, she loves to, I mean, like I said, our family's from there. So we all love it. My, our dad too. We, we're a family full of <laughs> I cannot wait for you girls to see the new flavors that coming around Hanukkah Christmas. I, oh of course, God. you're going to get a, a package right before it's out. But I am very curious oh for you guys to try that. <laughs> I know we're going to love it. So I already know already. But thank you so much for being on our show. We, everyone will get a try tahini now. Thank you so, so much for having me, girls. Thank you.